Hi everyone, you are tuning in to Learn FM. My name is Lian Tan, and I invite you to join me on a learning adventure through this podcast, where we discuss topics related to learning, growth, personal development, and more. I hope that you are able to digest the information that we'll be sharing and start applying some simple tips and tricks into your daily life. And don't forget to share your learnings with others, because when we learn together, we grow together. I highly recommend that you take time off screen to listen to this, or even go outside for a walk. Of course, please be mindful of your surroundings and stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by DSM. DSM is a global, purpose-led company in health, nutrition, and bioscience, applying science to improve the health of people, animals, and the planet. DSM's purpose is to create brighter lives for all. In this episode, we will be discussing how companies can truly fulfill the purpose they promise to deliver. As an employee, I recall when I first heard about what we did at DSM using our nutrition expertise to help developing countries, for example, I was blown away and felt so proud of what we do. There are just so many amazing things that we do, and today we will be focusing on our global malnutrition partnerships and programs. Let's welcome our special guest today, Maurizio Attaji, President Latin America and Global Malnutrition Partnerships and Programs at DSM. Hi, Maurizio. How are you feeling today? Hey, I'm feeling energized. Um, some people say that um, uh, I'm too energized. <laughs> they want to turn down a little bit my energy, but I'm feeling very energized. Has been a great year. That's great to hear. So I have some icebreaker questions for you as well. You're working in a global company. So are you an early bird or a night owl? Oh, no discussion. Night owl. I'm not an early bird. I think the, the day starts for me after 6 p.m. Yeah. So, but then, but then because you work globally, then you have to wake up early for some of the calls, right? Yeah, that makes sometimes, I mean, the, the night's shorter, but but doesn't matter. Uh, I, I, I really prefer to, to work um, um, really in the afternoon and, and in the morning. I'm, I'm a slow starter, yeah. uh, but I, I get on very quickly, but uh, yeah, for sure, uh, night owl. If you could learn one new professional skill, what would it be? Oh, I would um, uh, learn how to fly, to be a pilot. Yeah. Uh, this would be for me, uh, yeah, I love everything that has an engine and wheels or not wheels and go um, fly and go over water, etc. with engine all the time. So um, um, I do like um, um, uh, navigating, not sailing, because sailing is a bit uh, too slow for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, cars, motorbikes, uh, whatever. So I miss the uh, the uh, the flying part. So yeah. uh, this this would be for me to add to my professional skills to be a pilot. And what is the best piece of advice anyone has ever given you? Yeah, um, I have I have um, uh, been given um, a couple of advices uh, by coaches and uh, more senior people. But one that is um, uh, close to my heart that I uh, probably will carry for the remaining days in my life is never give up. Never give up. That's very short. I love it. And um, how does a typical work week look like for you? Hey, thank you. Thank you for this question. <laughs> My short answer is very, very busy. <laughs> very, very busy. Uh, and, and again, uh, this is not a complaint. Uh, I like to be busy. Uh, I think that I cannot be uh, somebody that is just uh, laying in the couch, etc. No, I normally travel quite a bit. 
um, um, I, it's around 60 to 70% of my time because uh, I need to see what's happening. I need to smell the place. I need to go and talk to people. That is, um, uh, uh, this is me. I cannot do. Uh, but recently, I think my week has been much more on teams. And um, uh, obviously, I always say that, I mean, I pay tremendous respect to our heroes, our heroes in the SM um, and other corporations, that they are the ones that are really keeping um, um, the, uh, the, uh, the world um, not only um, nutrition, nutritionally better, because we have not stopped our factories, um, and we have been delivering nutrition to the world. But my, my week is, is uh, like that. I mean, uh, working and talking to people, motivating people. Um, also, I try to engage with um, the different um, stakeholders in our corporation. I love to be with people and I love to really um, learn from people. I keep saying that uh, life is a learning journey. Yeah. You, the day you stop learning, there is something completely wrong with you. So from that perspective, uh, that is why, what I do through, throughout the week. And in the weekend, um, um, uh, if I can, I go to the beach. Uh, I enjoy the sun. I know this is uh, the, the benefits of living in the South Hemisphere. I know the people in the North. I have lived in 21 years abroad, so I know how is it to live in, in uh, more severe winters. So we don't have this year in Brazil. So I think from that perspective, I try to relax uh, with friends, with the family. Um, um, and uh, have some sun. That's my normal week. Wow. Thank you for sharing. I'm definitely very jealous of the sun that you're enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> so Maurizio, we're here today to talk about malnutrition partnerships. Can you tell us what this is about? Sure. Um, perhaps I, I will start um, in giving you what is the context. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, then probably it helps. It will help us to understand them why you are talking about these partnerships. So today, um, in the in the uh, in the planet, in our world, we have three billion people that um, they simply cannot afford a healthy diet. So three billion people. It's quite a bit. Huh? Um, so the, the the aim, the most important objective of these partnerships is to ensure accessible, affordable, healthy nutrition, and not only that, healthy livelihoods yeah, within uh, the so-called planetary boundaries. Um, this, is, this is really to, to make sure that um, this phrase that together we are better, together we are stronger, um, is really uh, uh, taking place. Uh, global global malnutrition is is a tremendous burden and can be we normally call it a, a double burden undernutrition um, that is deficiencies of micronutrients that uh, wasting stunting etc but also overnutrition overnutrition um, is uh, when we have overweight obesity um, and uh, all these uh, um, disease that are are related to this obesity um, and this this uh, malnutrition affects over two billion people. Um, but specifically 800 million is quite a bit of people. Every mm-hmm. time I say that, it sounds, it sounds really impressive, but it, it's really impressive. And you should keep this in mind. 800 million people, they go to bed hungry. They go to bed mm-hmm. without anything to eat. So um, this is the reason why um, we are joining forces with um, different organizations around the world in order to have uh, a better impact, a bigger impact in a shorter period of time. So uh, that, that is, that is uh, uh, why we want to, to keep uh, food insecurity uh, and malnutrition away. Now, the bad news is that it's worsening. Mm-hmm. And I think the pandemic 
has not helping us all the way around. So um, in the, without the access to adequate nutrition in 2020, it was, I mean, um, 320, pe- pe- 320 million people more. That is really significant. It's not only the pandemic, but also uh, issues uh, um, like um, um, the economic slowdowns, um, climate change that we talk quite a bit is very much related to that, and conflicts. So from that perspective, I think um, you get the picture why we should do these uh, partnerships. Yeah. And why is this personally important to you? Um, well, I think um, everyone has uh, has um, a um, dream in, mm-hmm. in life. Um, I am a food engineer by training. So uh, nutrition has always been part of my life, uh, and not only my professional, but also my private life. Um And um, when I think about uh, uh, doing nothing, uh, and when you, and you see the, the, the tremendous burden that we have around the world, this is not an option for me. Uh, and I, I have been privileged of um, combining uh, my professional life with my mission in life. So um, uh, that is very important for me. Everything that I can do, uh, the little, little things that sometimes people say, ah, but it was too small. So that is what I play that. I think um, uh, we want, of course, I mean, I always talk what you do about partnerships. I always keep the, the word impact in my mind. We should have impact. Yeah. And um, minor, yeah, probably it's not okay, but it's also okay. And we should always aim to have some impact and help people that are in this difficult situation, not having access to food at all. And how are we doing this as a collaboration with others as a partnership at DSM? So we have a couple of organizations where we have been partnering. Um, um, let me start with one that is the World Food Program, which um, uh, for us has been uh, uh, an amazing, an amazing um, uh, example of uh, how it's possible to do the famous PPP. Uh, people talk about a lot about uh, these PPPs, but I think uh, PPP should have an E at the end. So it's public-private partnership that is effective. And then since 2007, we have been working with the World Food Program. And today, um, we have been reaching uh, more than directly more than 35 million people with um, um, uh, a fortified cereal that we call Super Cereal Plus that is giving um, uh, these people a better quality of life because of better nutrition. Um, and this was only only uh, happening because we joined forces and everyone bringing its own uh, expertise. Uh, so we have helped, for instance, at the beginning of our partnership, we have helped the World Food Program of enhancing the quality of that food basket. So we have enhanced that and also have enhanced not only from the uh, micronutrient perspective, but also the protein perspective. And this Super Cereal Plus today, as I said before, has been distributed for 35 million people around the world. Um, so that is that is one example. That is the way where how we, we are addressing and giving these uh, direct beneficiaries uh, um, some much better nutrition. Now, indirectly, we have been working with the World Food Program more recently, the last couple of years, in the program called Rice Fortification. As you know, rice is very well consumed all over the world. Yeah, Of course, uh, some countries, uh, mainly in Asia, they are consuming more than other countries. But even in Latin America, we have examples like Peru, that I mean, where uh, the staple food uh, that is uh, more consumed is rice. So from that perspective, um, we have collaborate with governments together with the World Food Program to make this rice uh, much more nutritious, adding 
to eat vitamins and minerals. Um, and then indirectly, we have been serving already 47 million people with this uh, fortified rice. That gives, of course, uh, to the population in need a much better nutrition. And what are the benefits of eating fortified rice? Who are these people who actually benefit from eating them? We, we normally target um, a, a women, um, mm-hmm. pregnant women and, and children. Um, and why is that? Well, uh, pregnant women uh, normally, when is in the formation of the uh, of the uh, the new babies, it's quite important to have a um, adequate intake of vitamins and minerals. Yeah. So, for instance, if you don't have uh, folic acid, that is one of the B vitamins, the adequate intake, uh, you have you you run a risk of having. Um, Tubal neural tube defects in the baby, yeah. and this is it's, it's, it's a terrible disease. So only by adding folic acid to uh, rice and to other staples, you can uh, um, uh, prevent that. So that is one one element. Now for the kids, the first thousand days, the so-called first thousand days, are quite important with uh, the development of um, uh, mainly the brain of uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the newborns. So from that perspective, uh, not having the adequate micronutrients can um, um, lead to uh, very serious issues, um, cognitive issues in the future, uh, is stunting and also wasting. So from that perspective, uh, these are uh, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the population where we normally target. Yeah. And is this accessible around the world or only targeted at specific geographical regions? The main concept is to, to, to get it as, at scale, mm-hmm. um, so um, on a country level. So that, that is one of the benefits of uh, fortified foods. And we have many, many examples of fortified foods throughout uh, the years. I think it's starting with uh, um, wheat flour. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, currently fortified. Fortified. Um, back in time, we used to have uh, clinical deficiencies, even worse problems uh, that uh, was caused by deficiencies, and these were were completely solved. For instance, um, salt, iodizing salt, adding iodine to salt um, has uh, just. Uh, uh, um, uh, v- Stop the uh, the issue of having goiter. So there are so many examples throughout the history that food fortification is is something that is quite effective. Also because food fortification it does not change anything in the food habits. Yeah, people continue to eat their normal stable foods or their normal diet, uh, and uh, without even noticing, they are getting a much better benefit from a nutrition standpoint. Thank you. So. From what you're saying, that is that we don't have to be terrified of eating fortified food because it's already been in our diets and we're probably just not aware of it. This is absolutely correct. And then um, sometimes um, you hear people talking about, I mean, oh, this is very dangerous, you know, hyper uh, 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 vitaminosis, I mean, and then too many vitamins in the system. Yeah, honestly, um, I have been uh, in this field for more than 30 years uh, and the cases of um, uh, excess of micronutrients is uh, almost new. So from that perspective, uh, no need to be afraid all the way around. We should be very happy. Yeah. We consume fortified foods I mean, for many, many years. So for instance, um, milk, yeah, skim milk, normally you add back vitamin A and vitamin D, uh, margarine. Is there something that you're really proud of through our World Food Program partnership? I'm very proud of this, uh, of this partnership because in one hand, we have been um, reaching many people, as I said before, 
many people, talking about millions of people. Uh, secondly, we were able to make, as I said, a effective partnership. And that is normally not the case, a lot of partnerships we see, because the agendas are quite different. Yeah? If you bring the private initiative together with the public organization, the agendas and the objectives and the way of thinking are quite difficult. From that perspective, I'm very proud of the way that both organizations have found common ground. And another thing that we were not expecting, um, and we are very proud of being a partner of the World Food Program, is that they won the Nobel Prize. So that is something that uh, normally is given to uh, people and not to organizations. This was for us something, a tremendous achievement. Thank you for sharing this. And can you share with us, you know, what benefits it brings to communities through the, these kind of partnerships? For example, how much um, do we get out of this if we invest a dollar in an individual, uh, for every dollar invested in nutrition, how much do we get from the local economy? Yes, well, uh, let's talk economics here. The World Bank, I mean, was the one analyzing it yeah? and, and, and did a, a fantastic study. But the most important outcome was saying that one dollar invested in nutrition, in a better nutrition, in affordable nutrition, reverts in 16 dollars to the uh, um, um, population or to the uh, um, uh, uh, country where this uh, money and resources are invested. One to 16. This is remarkable. Um, and uh, we, we, uh, one of the partnerships that we have uh, that is called the Africa Improved Foods, um, where the SM is the uh, only um, uh, private sector there, together with um, DFIs, but DFIs is meaningless if I say that, development banks. So it's the Dutch Development Bank, the World Development Bank, uh, the, and the um, um, uh, British Development Bank, um, uh, and in this case, the government of Rwanda, we have built together um, a full-fledged new, new, um, brand new plant to produce fortified cereals. But it's not only about fortifying the cereals and having a plant. We are tackling the whole ecosystem with that. So um, with the African Improved Foods, we have also asked the World Bank um, towards the IFC to help us in, in understanding what is the impact of uh, this venture that we have in Rwanda. And the um, University of Chicago has done a beautiful job and it has proved that what we are doing there uh, with these uh, 300 people in this factory and helping the, the farmers to do a better job and uh, with the crops uh, is impacting the impact, the value impact, economic value of the, uh, the, that, that is uh, having is about 1 billion US dollars. So I think that that is, that is something that, again, you look into that. If you just fortify a cereal that is given to mainly, in this case, again, um, pregnant women uh, and children, uh, has an impact, is indirect impact, not even considering the direct impact of 1 billion US dollars. All these activities, there is no one silver bullet to address um, malnutrition. But you have to consider all of them. Yeah, silver bullets are only used, used for Draculas. So I think I mean, we need to build um, everyday um, possibilities to address. And as I normally say, um, we should plan a little bit less and act much more. Yeah. So uh, by the time we want to have the last coma and then the zero and this, and I want to understand people out there, they are simply going to bed without anything to eat. And this is not acceptable. It's our responsibility to do something about it. And we do to do it now. 
Thank you. And can you share with us our plans or commitments for the future through these partnerships that we're doing? Yes, I can. Um, we continue to have um, uh, a lot of ambition. As I said, we will continue with the partnership. I mentioned WFP, World Food Program, but we also have a great partnership with UNICEF mm -hmm. that um, uh, um, we have been working very close with them. Uh, and we will renew this partnership with them. We have a partnership with the World Vision. World Vision is um, uh, the biggest NGO that we have in the world. So that is something that um, we are aiming to not only continue, but also see possibilities where we can have a bigger impact. And it's the same with Africa Improved Foods. There we are based in the experience we have had in Rwanda. Uh, we want to build much more plants around the globe, um, around Africa continent first, Uh, in order to uh, um, enhance the impact that is quite important for the population in need. Yeah. And I understand that DSM also have our food systems commitments, right? So how are we tying this back to our food systems commitments through these programs? That is that is uh, quite quite important because I mean uh, um, I think it's the first time where DSM we have always been committed uh, to a uh, better nutrition, but this is the first time that we go out and we do um, uh, we tell the whole world what we are committed, mm -hmm. and um, we have uh, five plus two commitments, but two specifically are the ones that we will be tackling um, and helped by the uh, our partnerships. The first one is helping to fill the gap of the micronutrient gap of 800 million people. Um, that is something that um, we will be doing, like using large-scale food fortification, less rice fortification. Uh, the public health supplements, also very important. Focus, again, women and the children. And, and enabling um, our consumers um, uh, to make healthy choices. This is uh, um, the, the first commitment. The second one is supporting um, the livelihoods, the quality of the livelihoods, uh, up to 500,000 smallholder farmers. We are today around uh, helping with Africa Improved Foods uh, around and other initiatives like economics around 130,000. Mm -hmm. And we want to do four times that. Uh, all the two commit, the, the, all the commitments are by, by the year 2030. So um, very much aligned with the commitments. And um, there is a lot of job to be done. So uh, we invite everybody that's listening to this podcast, come and help us. We need yeah. your help. And what kind of um, support are we doing to help our smallholder farmers across the value chains? Do you have examples of what we intend to do? Yes, um, we I'll give you an example that something that we have done and then we want to replicate. So um, as you can imagine, in Rwanda, uh, the, uh, um, the smallholder farmers there are not well developed when it comes to agricultural techniques. So one of the major issues uh, that exists when you, for instance, have a culture of, of um, um, corn, maize, uh, is something called aflatoxin. Um, aflatoxin is a very bad toxin that uh, it develops when you have um, a normally high humidity mm -hmm. in these grains. So we, together with the World Vision, our partner, we have developed a, a, a system called the Cobb system, where we just receive from the farmers the corn, the maize, in, on the cob, yeah, immediately after harvesting. 
And with that, um, receiving that, we avoid this uh, time where the cob is just laying somewhere mm-hmm. and then getting humid and getting aflatoxin and getting toxic to, to the uh, population where we will um, produce the fortified cereals. So in the first year of Africa-improved foods, we have rejected 97% of the corn that we have received because of aflatoxin. Yeah. Last year, we have rejected only 1%. And how, how many years did it take us? Well, it took us one year to develop it because yeah. it was, of course, uh, reducing um, among time. Uh, and, and after that, the example that I mentioned to you, we want to replicate that in other countries, mm-hmm. not only for corn, but also from soya and um, other cereals that are, uh, they make part of the, uh, the, the, the food basket that is normally consumed by the population in the different uh, localities and countries. And recently, one of them was giving an interview to a Rwandese newspaper saying, I'm very happy that we have um, been using this COB model. I have been able to send my kids to school. I have been able even to build a house. So this is really examples where uh, we are making the difference in the lives of, of uh, these people uh, and contributing to their families. In this case, mainly the females are the ones that are um, uh, working in the field. So um, that is something that um, I think... Uh, Together with our partners, we are making a difference. Wow, I love this. Thank you so much. So Maurizio, you were mentioning that you, we need all the help that we can get as DSM and as, as a whole global population. What can I do as an employee and what can I do as a consumer to help? Well, um, there are many ways that you can support that. First of all, I think is, is, uh, the number one is to be aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I hope this podcast is helping into that. Be aware that we have a problem. Despite of all of us having this possibility of having uh, the privilege of a good nutrition, uh, we should be aware that around the globe is not exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So first, be aware. Number two, being aware, you can support directly and indirectly. Uh, directly, uh, people, our people in DSM, um, we have programs where um, you can engage with the World Food Program and we will revamp this uh, in the year 2022 um, uh, that you can engage and you can be a supporter of we do on the field. Yes. And is it easy to spot on the labels of packagings whether something is fortified? It is. Of course, the um, regulations varies from country to country, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's very simple. Sometimes it's sad, it's fortified, it's enriched or contains uh, these micronutrients like vitamins and minerals. Um, it depends, uh, but it's very easy to spot. Could we explain what micronutrients are? These are mainly the 13 vitamins and minerals. So all the minerals and vitamins that they are not produced normally in our diet, that we have to consume them. And consuming that means that you eat them from your normal diet. And one specific one you get it from the sun is vitamin D. So, but every time you hear the word micronutrients, you can immediately think, boom, is vitamins or minerals. So iodine, zinc, copper, etc. And we need all of them. Huh? You need yeah. all of them for our um, uh, uh, daily diet. Wow, thank you. Thank you for, for, for breaking this down for me. So I guess it's very helpful for our listeners out there. What does micronutrient mean? Thank you so much for being on this episode with us. I've learned so much from all the stories that you've shared and I'm very inspired as well. And of course, I'm going to be making sure that I check the micronutrients list every day when I'm eating all my meals. 
Lian, thank you very much. I mean, it was it was a pleasure talking to you, and congratulations, great questions you have, and also great way of engaging. Thank you for that. Very um, honored to be invited to, to this podcast. Thank you very much. Here are some quick recap from this episode. Number one, there is no need to worry about fortified foods. We have been consuming them for many, many years. Number two, more than 800 million people are still chronically undernourished, while around 2 billion suffer from micronutrient deficiencies. Lastly, as a consumer, there are different ways to support and engage if you are interested. If you want to know more, check out the link in our show notes. Did you know malnutrition is not just something found in developing countries? Adequate nutrition should also remain a focal point in developed countries because it impacts important issues like negative effects of COVID lockdowns and our mood. Also, studies have shown that healthy eating patterns that meet food-based dietary recommendation and nutrients requirements may assist in prevention and treatment of depression and anxiety. So, one of the easiest things that we can start working on today is to pay more attention to our nutrition. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Learn FM. Don't forget to share what you have learned from this podcast with others, because when we learn together, we grow together.